This is The Wrap, episode number 31, a weekly show where I get you up to speed on what's been happening throughout the week. Today is Friday, May 24th, 2013, and I'm your host, TJ. As always, we'll start with what's been happening at the box office uh, last weekend. Of course, the big winner here is Star Trek Into Darkness, no surprise. It had a budget of $190 million. The opening weekend domestically brought in $70.5 million. That uh, the current total as of Monday was 84 million deaths domestic, and then the foreign total because the film has been open overseas longer than it has been here. The foreign total currently is 80.5 million, bringing that worldwide total as of Monday when I posted the article up to 164 million, uh, 164.5 million worldwide. So it's not quite as much as Paramount was hoping for or projecting, but I think they were reaching a little high. Uh, and ultimately, I think this will easily, easily get over its budget and uh, well beyond that uh, to, to earn probably as much as the 2009 film did. I don't see it probably doing any better than that. Uh, I enjoyed the film immensely, despite some of its uh, some of what I consider to be its problems and its plot holes and whatnot. I still enjoyed the film quite a bit. Uh, it, it's it's tied in second place with a couple other of my favorite Star Trek films. It didn't quite topple uh, The Wrath of Khan for me. Of course, I rated it four of five stars. It's a great film. Uh, coming in number two at the box office was Iron Man 3. This is week number three for Iron Man. Uh, it brought in uh, 30, $35 million last weekend uh, domestically. The foreign total is at $736 million, so it is now sitting at $1.1 billion worldwide in week number three. That's a huge success, and even though it's not any better of a film, in my opinion, than Star Trek Into Darkness... Uh, Yet it it has some power behind it here, and it's doing quite well. So, number two, number three is the Great Gatsby. Uh, it got twenty uh, twenty three million uh, over the weekend uh, domestically, and the current foreign total is forty two million. Uh, so the worldwide total is now one hundred and thirty two million with a budget of one hundred and five million. That's not bad. It's a uh, week number two for the Great Gatsby. Uh, Pain and Gain is in number four spot still. Uh, in the box office, which disappoints me. Uh, I, I have no interest in this film at all. Number five, The Croods, week number nine, still on the charts at number five. Number six is 42, about Jackie Robinson. Uh, great film, week number six, in the sixth spot. So not terrible for a dramatic, non-action film. Love that film, and uh, I'm glad that it's still on the charts. Number seven, Oblivion. This is not great. This is week number five for Oblivion, and it only brought in $2.2 million over the weekend. Uh, that's a little disappointing because I thought it was a pretty good film. And number eight, film I don't even know what it is, is Mud. So for more details, you can see the article linked in the show notes for the box office report. On Monday, we learned that Brad Bird talked about an incredible sequel with uh, a report from Jermaine Lucier on Slash Film. Uh, Jermaine says two projects, Brad, two projects Brad has discussed as follow-ups are a sequel to the Incredibles, something fans have been begging for since 2004 and a new star Wars movie. The director talked about both in an interview with the Hollywood reporter confirming he's constantly thinking about the Incredibles too. And he would like to do that. And that Kathleen Kennedy did ask him if he wanted to direct star Wars seven. I don't know if you remember those rumors. I'm pretty sure I talked about that on the wrap at one point. Uh, but there were rumors that Brad Bird had been asked or was approached to direct Star Wars, as we know that went to J.J. Abrams. But the rumors were true. He was asked. And uh, so th that's true. But but more importantly, 
Uh, sign me up for an incredible sequel. Uh, if any of Pixar's films are worth uh, a sequel, it's The Incredibles. I want that very badly. So let's. What do we got to do to make this happen? Let's do it. Uh, and then on Monday, we also uh, got a question asked about Jeremy Renner. Did he lose his Hawkeye gig? Uh, over on Joe Blow, there's an article uh, for ninety. He where this is quoting directly from Jeremy Renner. For ninety percent of the movie, I'm not the character I signed on to play. He said, adding that he would have preferred for Hawkeye not to have been brainwashed. It's kind of a vacancy. He's not even a bad guy because there's not really a consciousness to him to take away who that character is and just have him be this robot essentially and have him be this minion for evil that Loki uses. I was limited. You know what I mean? I was a Terminator in a way. Fun stunts, but is is there any sort of emotional content or thought process? No. Well, moving on, continuing and reading on in this article. Allegedly, Marvel isn't happy with Renner's remarks, and like other actors that have bad-mouthed the studio, Hugo Weaving and Terrence Howard, for example, it looks like like his time with Marvel may be coming to an end. So far, it doesn't look like Hawkeye will be appearing in any of Marvel's Phase 2 films besides The Avengers 2 which probably further annoys Renner. And while CBM's source says there's still a chance, small chance Jeremy Renner will return for that movie, it's more likely that the part will just be recast. Uh, you can continue to read the article over on JoeBlow.com. Uh, this, this, is, uh, this is disappointing because I did like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, and I did like the Hawkeye character. Uh, but yet, at the same time, it's like, well, dude, why can't you just keep your big fat mouth shut? You know that you have a gig coming up with the Avengers 2. Just just shut it and take it. And, you know, everybody liked Hawkeye, so we could be pretty sure that we would see him in a bigger role. But he couldn't keep his mouth shut. And also, I want to, you know, it's like, well, come on, studios, what's the deal? Why, 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 who knows if there's any truth to the rumor, but why would you fire Renner over comments like this? Just let it go. But you know that that Marvel will be Marvel, and they can't really do that. So read more about that with, uh, from the article linked in the show notes. For the nerds among us, I have an article here on the new Enterprise refit. New Enterprise, of course, referring to J.J. Abrams' version of the Enterprise. Um, and this is about uh, the film, uh, you know, Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, this could be a little spoilery, perhaps, but uh, because it signifies that the uh, Enterprise did survive uh although it was refit um so there there you have it that's the spoiler uh and and the interesting thing is and i know i'm the nerd i noticed this in the theater that the enterprise had different looking impulse engines that the saucer section was not as thick uh vertically as it used to be and that the nacelles looked different i noticed all those things and uh, anthony pascal of trekmovie.com does have an article uh detailing those exact things and i have that in the show notes for you if you're a nerd you'll want to check that out it's a lot of fun uh even if like me you're not as big a fan of the new enterprise as perhaps uh, some of the other incarnations of the old gal uh and then more star trek news uh a uh, post from Rob Bricken on io9. I don't read that site regularly, but I did come across this, and uh, it was a lot of fun, even if it did have a lot of foul language in it. Uh, it was a lot of fun to read, and I didn't agree with nearly anything he said. Uh, I titled this post, Someone Sure Hated Star Trek Into Darkness. And even though I didn't agree, it's funny because there was a lot of things I agreed with uh, in his assessment, and yet I disagreed with the perspective that he apparently didn't like this film. It was, it was sort of done in an FAQ manner, and he asks crazy questions and answers them um, about about the film. So, uh, 
I got a lot of fun and a kick out of reading it. So I did enjoy the film, but you know, worth, worth the read. Uh, so there you go. That's in the show notes. Uh, 20,000 uh, Leagues Under the Sea put on hold. I, I didn't even know about this film. Did you? Well, apparently it was a thing. A high-profile remake of the classic Jules Verne adaptation 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea has reportedly been shelved by Studio Disney after Brad Pitt quit the lead role. David Fincher's movie was due to begin shooting in Sydney next month with the support of a £15 million grant from the Australian government. Pitt had been earmarked for the role of cocky master harpooner Ned Land, most made famous by Kirk Douglas, but there were reports in February that he had left the project. So, uh, as I said, I didn't even know this was a thing, but apparently it was, and I did love the book a lot, and so I would look forward to a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea uh, film adaptation. I I haven't seen all the adaptations, but I haven't seen it done right yet from what I have seen. So, uh, anyway... Uh, uh, further in the article, there was a mention about Brad Pitt uh, is currently struggling with his own Hollywood big-budget production, the troubled post-apocalyptic horror World War Z, whose budget, some unverified reports suggest, has ballooned to more than $400 million after significant reshoots and a final third rewrite from lost Damon Lindelof. I can't, I, I've seen the trailers for this film, and I still can't figure out what it's about or whether it's going to be interesting, and it's, it's confusing. It's crazy confusing. And $400 million? Uh, this this film is going to fail. So just a side note to the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea thing with uh, Brad Pitt. So uh, there you have it. Uh, and then on Wednesday, we got a couple of trailers. Man of Steel trailer 4. This is not your daddy Superman, as I said in my uh, post about this when I posted the trailer. Uh, this trailer starts with uh, the, the that, that thing that went viral that we saw from General Zod a few weeks ago that was kind of fuzzy and telling Earth that we had to give up Superman. Uh, one of those great viral videos that goes around. And then the, the thing just gets crazy. Uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to Man of Steel, and so you'll want to check out this trailer if you are too. Uh, I think it's worth uh, checking out. And then uh, the Wolverine trailer too. Uh, you know, well, uh, the Wolverine seems to be the favorite X-Men character of a lot of people, and I certainly have a family member who feels that way as well. My dad feels that way about the X-Men franchise, so a lot of people will be interested in this film, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing it. Um, uh, so we'll see we'll see how it goes, but it certainly looks like he's going to be playing a different, you know, he, the Wolverine's in a far different place than he was in any previous X-Men film, and he's very depressed about Jean Grey, I'm sure. This film is directed by James Mangold and debuts on July 26th. Check out the trailer, trailer number two. And then also on Wednesday, The Lone Ranger got trailer number four. Uh, We kind of assumed the third trailer, the big third trailer, would be the final theatrical trailer. Apparently not. This is trailer number four. It's a little bit shorter. You know, whatever. We'll see how this film goes. It kind of looks like, uh, you know, Johnny Depp is getting first billing on this film, and he's not even playing Lone Ranger. He's playing Tonto. Uh, you know, it's an, it's just another vehicle of delivery for Depp's unique style. Uh, as I said, it looks like Johnny Depp is playing Captain Jack Sparrow, playing an Indian named Tonto. So, I'm sure people will enjoy it for that reason. On Wednesday, uh, Corey Poff uh, released, or actually he submitted it to Movie Byte, uh a couple weeks ago, probably. I don't remember. I've been so busy, and then I finally got around to posting it for him. Uh, his review of Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, it's worth a read, worth checking out. Made me want to see the film, which I haven't seen yet. Shame on me, I know. So uh, check out that review. It's a great review. He gave the film four and a half out of five stars. So a uh, good review from Corey Poff, a frequent contributor to Movie Byte. And then on Wednesday, I also released my review. Finally, I got around to writing it of Star Trek Into Darkness. 
Um, as I said, I did enjoy the film. I gave it a four of five star rating. I had quite a bit to say about it. If I remember right, I don't have the word count right in front of me, but it was around 1,800 words. Maybe two, maybe it got up to 2,000. I don't remember because I did add some things to it after I saw the word count, I think. Uh, had a lot of good things to say. Great character development. Had some complaints as well, which you can read about uh, in my review. And then uh, to, uh, Thursday, uh, I posted a trailer for Byzantium starring Gemma Arterton and uh, Saoirse Ronan. Um, it looks like another one of those vampire movies. And, you know, as much as I enjoy a couple of the vampire mo- uh, TV shows and movies, uh, I did enjoy Buffy and Angel, for instance. And, yes, I did to some extent enjoy the Twilight Saga. You can hate on me. It's fine. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on past the vampire stuff. We don't need more vampire stuff. And this looks like more vampire stuff. So we'll see. I'll, I'll probably watch it and see. It doesn't look like it would be terrible, horrible to watch, but... Not not super interested, but the trailer is in the show notes if you were interested. And you know what? On Wednesday night, uh, we had a uh, live broadcast with Anthony Pascal to talk about uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, and I posted that uh, to the Movie Byte podcast feed on uh, Thursday, and that was a great show. Uh, did a lot of, lot of nerdy talking about Star Trek Into Darkness, but I think everybody will have a lot of fun with that, whether you're a nerd or not. We, we had a lot of fun. And so that's episode number 45 of the Movie Byte podcast. Uh, so check that out. That was a fun conversation. And then uh, Thursday, I also posted an article uh, kind of inspired from that podcast about uh, – it was titled Gratuitous Underwear. And because the more I thought about it, the more the scene with uh, uh, Carol Marcus, played by Alice Eve, in her underwear on the Enterprise, uh, for no apparent reason, the more that annoyed me. And so I wrote an article about it. And that is in the show notes. You want to check that out and hear my opinion on that. I think it was a little bit degrading, a little bit classless. And so uh, anyway, gratuitous underwear. That article is linked in the show notes, of course. And now finally, let's talk about what you might want to see this weekend. What's new in theaters? Well, uh, not, not a lot going on good here. I'll mention the two that I'm not interested in at all, which is Fast and Furious 6 rated PG-13 and The Hangover Part 3 rated R. Neither of these films are interesting. Certainly, The Hangover Part Three, even more so. Don't don't want to see that at all. Fast and Furious Six. I would, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing it if a friend said, "Hey, let's go see a movie." Yep, let's see Fast and Furious Six. I would go see it, but I'm not interested at all. The other one coming out that I will be seeing this weekend is Epic. It is rated PG. It's an animated film. Kind of looks like Fern Gully meets Avatar, mixed with a smidge of originality. And uh, you know, I'm I'm only I probably wouldn't normally see it, but I am going to see it so that we can review it on the podcast, the Movie Bite podcast next week. And uh, so I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, so let's, uh, you know, see it if you're interested. Anyway, and what else is in theaters? We still have Star Trek Into Darkness, Iron Man 3, The Great Gatsby, The Croods, 42, Pain and Gain, Oblivion, and Safe Haven. For more on how I feel about those films, see the article linked in the show notes. Well, that's all for this week. You can find the links for all these goodies in the show notes at moviebyte.com slash the wrap slash 31. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter. I am TJ Draper Pro there, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash TJ Draper. You can also follow Movie Byte on Twitter to stay up to date at Movie Byte, and you can like Movie Byte's page on Facebook at facebook.com slash Movie Byte. And make sure to visit the website where I will keep you up to date every weekday at moviebyte.com. It's been a great week. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. <laughs>